Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series two episode 85 and I didn't realize this or at least I did realize it but I didn't realize it was yesterday. Uh, yesterday marked our 300th episode together which is astounding but it's also brilliant because it's been 300 it means it's been 300 days since I started doing this podcast uh, and it's still going so I just want to thank everyone for listening uh, and for your uh, support. Please join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. It'd be great to hear from more of you uh, sharing your studies as a result of this podcast. Email me at ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I've had some wonderful emails already and I'd love to hear from our listeners to know um, if there's anything you've been studying that we can share in later episodes. So we're going to continue with our study today on March 23rd to March 29th, Enos through to work of Mormon, his works in me to do his will. And we're going to, go, we're going to cover the section now, covering uh, Enos chapter 1, verses 4 to 27. So we'll see how far we get through this. We might get through all of it because um, the question or the statement we're looking at is, my heartfelt prayers will be answered. So we're looking at the example of Enos's prayer. And uh, we're going to start uh, in Enos 1, chapter four, uh, sorry, chapter one, verse four, which says, and my soul hungered and I kneeled down before my master maker. And I cried unto him in mighty prayer and supplication for mine own soul. And all the day long did I cry unto him. Yea. And when the night did came, I did still raise my voice high that it reached the heavens. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain a, a pattern or a cycle of prayer, which my mission president taught me, um, and the mission, um, in regards to this experience of Enos and how it relates to faith. And we'll see how faith is important in this a bit later on. So um, this, the cycle begins with an assurance. So every single one of us, no matter who you are, in order to kind of put forward some faith, in order to put faith forward, I should say, you need to have some sort of assurance that there will be a blessing from it. That applies to all of us. And you might say, sit there and say, well, no, I, I just act in faith because, you know, I just want to. But no, in reality, we all act in faith. Whatever act of faith we do, we do because we have an assurance there will be a blessing, whether it be a blessing for ourselves, whether it be a blessing for our family, whether it be a blessing for another individual. We all act in faith because of an assurance we've been given. And I invite anyone to, uh, to, to, you know, disagree with that. But in every situation I'm thinking of, every act of faith that we do, you know, we do because we have a, an assurance there'll be a blessing, whether it's paying our tithing, whether it's taking the sacraments, whether it's, you know, preparing to go to the temple or preparing to go on a mission, whatever act of faith we, we take part in. And to be honest, it doesn't have to be anything to do with the church as per se. Um, it could be, you know, to make the right decision in a in, in a in a moment at work, uh, where it would be easy perhaps to take the the wrong choice, but it's harder to take the right choice. But to be more honest with our fellow men, there is a blessing attached to that assurance of that act of faith, um, and so this is what Enos has. And if you're wondering what assurance Enos had, um, we need to remember what we read yesterday. Um, in verse three, where it talked about Jacob's words, words entering his heart and the joy of the saints entering his heart. And they are two very distinct, important things to pick up, that the joy of the saints, he, he recognized the joy that the people of God had. And he recognized the importance of the words that his father, Jacob, had taught him. Uh, and so that's Enos's assurance. He then obviously acts. Um, and this is what we read in verse four. He gets on his knees and he prays 
He prays harder than, you know, many of us have ever prayed in our lives. Uh, and we, and he kind of kneels for, for all day and all night. And I just wonder, uh, it'd be interesting to know if any of you have had that experience of trying to pray with all your heart and energy for a long period of time, perhaps maybe not a day, but I, I remember a, a moment um, or a couple of moments, perhaps, where I prayed for longer than normal, much longer than normal. And, um, you know, just the experience I related to Enos, uh, and occasionally we, we will do that. But, um, you know, it's um, it's not necessary in our lives to have done it at any point. I'm just intrigued to know if anyone else has, has done this. Um, maybe not for a whole day, but just, you know, with your whole soul. I imagine all of us have at some point. Um, so that is his action. We have an assurance which leads us to an action, the act of faith. And then comes the final bit. In verse five, we have, And there came a voice unto me, saying, Enos, thy sins are forgiven thee, and thou shalt be blessed. And I, Enos, knew that God could not lie, wherefore my guilt was swept away. And I said, Lord, how is it done? Now, at this stage, Enos receives the final part of the pattern that I'm going to talk about. He had an assurance which led him to action. And now he has received an evidence that the blessing or the, sorry, that the act that he has done has led to some sort of blessing. Uh, and in verse eight, the Lord tells him, because of thy faith in Christ, whom thou has never seen before heard nor seen, and many years pass away before he shall manifest himself in the flesh. Wherefore go to thy faith have made thee whole. He has had an assurance he has acted, and now he has received an evidence as a result of the faith that he has put in place. Um, just want to pause here on verse 8 and just read this by uh, Elder Dale G. Renlund. He said this, quote, The activation energy needed for us to have enough faith in Christ to sincerely ask God in prayer and accept his will and timing for the answer. Often the activation energy needed for blessing re requires more than just looking or asking. Ongoing, repeated, faith-filled actions are required, close quote. Faith, in order to truly have faith, we need to be acting. We need to be doing things. Um, and so that's what Held Renlund is pointing out here, that like Enos, we need to have these faith-filled actions if we are to see the blessing start to flow into our lives. If we do not have that faith and we don't take that risk of stepping into the dark before we see the light, then we will not really see the great miracles that are available to us. We'll probably get through life step by step, go through the motions, but we won't see the true miracles that can join into and enter into our lives with, without those faith-filled actions. So going back to this cycle of assurance, action, and evidence. So once we complete that cycle, which Enos has just done, he had an assurance, he acted, he got the evidence from the, from the Lord. What happens next? Well, we cycle back. If we do this right, uh, and if we recognize the evidence that we've been given, because of course that's part of the challenge is recognizing the evidence, we then should uh, put our efforts to go back to using that evidence as an assurance to lead us to more action. And that is what Enos does in verse nine. Now it came to pass that when I had heard these words, I began to feel the desire for the welfare of my brethren, the Nephites, wherefore I did pour out my whole soul unto God for them. Which is interesting because... Yeah, you know, um, he's using this evidence that the Lord has given him to have more assurance that he'll be blessed further with more faith-filled action. And so he prays for the Nephites. And again, he receives an evidence in verse 10. And what does he do with that? Well, this is the moment that in verse 11, that Enos says, And after I, Enos, had heard these words, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord. And I prayed unto him with many long strugglings for my brethren, the Lamanites. His 
further evidence that the Nephites will now be blessed because of his faithful prayer, according to their um, obedience, has now led to further assurance that if he acts, he'll receive that evidence. And so he prays for his brethren, the Lamanites. And I just want to make a point here that was made to me in what, in a recent podcast I listened to. Um, Laman will have been Enos's uncle. Now, I don't know why, but when we get to the book of Enos, we've obviously read quite a lot. We've read the huge allegory of the olive tree. We've read huge chapters of Isaiah. And so to me, in my mind, we are decades, generations after, you know, Nephi and his brothers. But actually, Enos is their nephew. Uh, he is Jacob's son, and Jacob was the brother of Nephi and Laman. And so Enos will not have been completely detached from the events of first landing in the promised land. He wouldn't have been born by that stage, of course. We know that Jacob uh, was fairly young uh, at this point, but not very young. Uh, but we all know that um, Enos potentially will have had some interaction when he was very, very young with with Laman and Nephi, depending on how long that Lehi continued to live for, depending on how long they stayed together until Nephi and his group split. But even if not, um, and even if Enos had no dealings with them, uh, with his with his father's father, sorry, his father's brother, I should say, he will have been taught extensively about their family. Uh, we know how much the Nephites placed on the genealogy of their forefathers. That's one of the reasons why they wanted the brass plates. And actually, uh, Jaron speaks about it, I believe, about uh, the importance of the their forefathers. So we can uh, we can be assured that Enos will have had some connection there. Notice as well that Enos uses the word, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord, which of course his father used too, which is an interesting uh, nod, nod to his father. Clearly the uh, teachings of his father had an impact. Anyway, um, I want to finish with Enos chapter 1 verse 16. Uh, and it says, and I had faith and I did cry unto God that he would preserve the records and he covenanted with me that he would bring them forth in the Lamanites, unto the Lamanites in his own due time. Again, he's had further evidence that his blessings of his faith will be rewarded. So he uses that as an evidence, as an evidence to lead to more assurance. And he acts again to pray for the, for the records. In October 2001, in a talk called Writing Gospel Principles in Our Hearts, Walter F. Gonzalez uh, said this, quote, um, like scholarship, discipleship also requires time. Sometimes we recognize that a principle is true, but we don't change our priorities to make time to live the principle. In doing so, we miss a valuable opportunities to develop a change of heart as we are taught by the Holy Ghost. Consider the moment for a moment the example of Enos, who delayed the application of the knowledge he received from his father. He eventually took time to live up to that knowledge. A number of blessings flowed to us because he did. In Devirus, uh, no, I'll skip that bit. God answers our prayers. Enos took this principle from the stone tablets and wrote it in the fleshy tablets of his heart, thus obtaining a higher level of knowledge. This brought blessings upon him and us in this dispensation. Close quote. So, just a final thing there, really, that answers a number of the things that the that the Come Follow Me manual asks. We need to apply the principles that we are learning now into our daily lives. We need to really apply. Uh, this and realize its importance for our context. Um, we first, you know, might pray for ourselves, for our own salvation, and then seek to bless the lives of others outside of us, our family, and then our, our ministering families, perhaps, our extended family, and then others. Uh, and in this ripple effect, we can have an impact. Um, 
Enos then uses this evidence to lead to more assurance and then to have more faith, which leads to this unshaken faith. And that is how we can achieve that by continually going through the cycle of faith. I've gone way over, so I hope you've enjoyed uh, this study session. I love this uh, cycle of action, assurance, uh, evidence, sorry, assurance, evidence and action. And if there's any of you that have learned something else from studying Enos, then I'd love to hear it. Uh, you can email me at ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can um, learn more uh, there and share more as well. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.